What is going on, guys? Welcome to another installment of Man Talk on the Positive Masculinity Podcast, where we cover topics ranging all the way from mental health, self-development, communication, and fitness through to relationships, discipline, motivation, mindset, and health. Traditional masculinity is one of the most powerful forces on the face of the earth, and not only is it being misrepresented, but they are trying to destroy it. So it is my mission to bring masculinity back into the world to benefit men, women, and society as a whole. Now guys, if you do love the podcast and you can take five seconds out of your day to like it, rate it, subscribe, that would mean the world. It would help me get it in front of more people and make a a bigger impact in the world. So make sure you like, rate, and subscribe to the show. And without further ado, let's dive into today's installment of Man Talk. All right, lads, on today's installment of Man Talk, we're doing something a little bit different, and I'm actually super, super excited about this. It's going to become a new segment, and we haven't named it yet because we're not that far ahead. But my uncle and I are going to be doing an installment of Man Talk once a week where we dive into some controversial topics. So, Ruby, welcome. Thanks for coming on. Do you want to just give everyone a bit of a backstory and an intro on you? Yeah, Nick. Um, obviously, first thing, we're related. We are. Uh, <laughs> I'm big, the big bad uncle. But um, a little bit of my backstory come from a little country town in Western Queensland. Um, had those aspirations of playing professional uh, rugby league, made the move down to the big smoke and... Um, now, over 30 years later, um, yeah, had a successful career in business, uh, three beautiful kids, beautiful wife, one marriage breakup along the way, and um, plenty of fun. But yeah, that's my journey in a really brief um, summation. Yeah, and we'll, we'll unpack that in a second. But before we dive into it, just first question, what does being a man of value mean to you? Um, I think that's a, a very powerful question. It and, is. Um, something that I have been thinking about uh, a lot lately, but my impression of that is just someone that can give their best to the people around them and offer a, a way to bring them up um, to a higher level in their life. Now, whether that's you know, your children, your friends, your family, um, whatever level you can be at, everyone has has inside of them to be able to increase others around there in their value, whether it's their time, um, whether it is you know, something that uh, you have an ability or a, um, a trait that can help others. And to me, that's the best, best way that a man can add value to people around them. 100%. Well said, man. Uh, we're obviously going to dive into a few controversial topics throughout this chat. But before we do, I'd love to just talk about obviously your business and your sporting career. So first with your rugby, what was that like reaching so high and having those aspirations and then not hitting the kind of the goals that you wanted to? Yeah, it's um, something that's a bit of a blur now, but between, say, 12 and um, 18, uh, rugby league was a fairly all-consuming passion. Um, You know, it was just something that I really loved and had grand ambitions of of taking that further as a a career. Um, Had a few injuries along the way. Uh, The broken leg at one stage had stunned things a little bit. And, um, and also uh, a lower back injury that I carried for, a, for quite a long time without knowing too much that I had it, uh, but it, it, it has caused some ongoing uh, problems into later life as well. Um, but yeah, going away, played, uh, played some representative football, um, had some really good friends that, that did go to the, the highest level. And uh, at 19, um, I take a, took a different course, uh, just, mm. just didn't have the, the passion um, 
and belief system in, in myself or my body uh, to be able to take the next level. Um, but along that, that avenue as well, I also made a decision not to play um, for fun either because I was too frightened to, to get hurt. So it, it, yeah. uh, just just turning 20, um, decided to put my energy into uh, a different career path than I thought, which was real estate. Yeah. And um, now over 25 years later, uh, it's, it's become you know, a massive part of my life. Yeah, hundred percent. We'll dive into that in a sec. So, for guys who are in that position, and like I'm in a similar position with with AFL with footy, what would you suggest to younger guys who maybe kind of talking about giving up that dream to go down a different path? What would you suggest? What did you learn from that? Um, look, I've had many friends who continued the path of uh, you know trying to achieve greatness even when they're into their forties, and and they know that they can't <laughs> ever elite uh, get to an elite level anymore but yeah. they enjoyed the camaraderie and the, the friendship um, mm. whereas i think as uh, young people who have got um, abilities in in sport there's very easy to channel things into different areas mm. um obviously with you mm. your your uh, vision of of helping people and um, getting your your uh information out to people every day is a very powerful thing that you've chosen to do and in doing it mm. in a really good good way um, but because of your um, background in in AFL, um, I think those patterns are something that that really creates an opportunity for you to be able to to give back. And I think whatever the sport is, yeah. whether it's soccer, AFL, rugby league, rugby union, or, or any any team sport, the the vision to be able to work hard, um, you know, to get fit, to stay fit, um, you know, to be at the the, the top of your uh, of your levels, those things can always be interchanged into other areas. Uh, for me, it was business mm. um, and the passion and uh, the the ability to get out of bed and have a goal is is very very important, regardless of sport or business. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point, and I think it was Andrew Tate's dad said to him, like, if you want to give up chess well, then you need to do something in replacement. Because I've seen a lot of guys I played footy with who were at a decent level and they gave it up, but they gave it up to drink piss or go and fuck around and not replace it with something to put that drive into. So that's a good point. And then moving into your real estate career, you've obviously done incredibly fucking well. What have you learned throughout your 20-plus years of business? Uh, probably the, the best thing, and it came from a football background, was just keeping things simple. Um, mm. So... Keeping things simple um, and doing things regularly uh, and consistently is one of the most powerful things. And that, that comes back to even things like mental health, uh, just daily physical activities. It's if you break it down, things are, are re reasonably simple. And it's uh, people who can do things regularly um, and consistently at a good level over a period of time generally achieve you know, some sort of um, benefits out of it. And um, sometimes we complicate life, business, even sport. Yeah, 100%, 100%. So I think they're, they're two really good lessons to take out of that into the more fun side. And we were just talking about a very controversial topic around fat people. So, and and that's that's what it is. Like we'll call a spade a spade. I did a post today on how being overweight or being out of shape to me is a very good sign of someone who's undisciplined, unstructured, they don't take care of themselves. And I got a bit of backlash for that, which in my eyes, is from people who fit that framework. So what are your thoughts on people who simply don't take care of themselves? Yeah, look, I suppose in today's society, um, it's a great unsaid. 
with a lot of things. We're not allowed mm. to say certain things that we we actually know as a as a fact. And and obviously the the greater part of the population that are are overweight um, and unhealthy, it's it's self inflicted. Mm. Um, you know, obviously there are people who are you know, medically diagnosed with mm. certain things, and we we can't help that. We yeah. understand that that's um, that's part of their their life. But if you take a snapshot of um, the nineteen seventies on Bondi Beach. And now you take a snapshot of yeah. today um, as a community right across the world in, we'll call it the, um, what we call is the, the first world, you know, civilizations where we've got yeah. things great is that we have um, slipped away a lot. Um, we've got more ability to, to be healthy and fit. And yet we, um, you know, the, the obesity problem and, and the laziness problem, we'll call it, has, yeah. has continued to, um, to increase. And because we can't talk about it uh, on on the greater platform and uh, things are repressed through the general media for, for things like that. It's become um, the norm, I guess. Whereas, yeah. you know, that post today, um, it, it might have caused a bit of a kerfuffle, but actually is um, speaking from the heart and, and quite truthful. Yeah. And I, I literally saw a statistic. It was probably, I think it was 2016, but over 75% of Australia is classified as overweight or obese. Uh, obese. And, that means that 25%, they're not in great shape, they're just not fat. So the, the population that's actually in good shape is probably less than 5%, which, as you said, compared to the 1980s, is just polar opposite. Well, it's okay to be mediocre these days. Um, mm. you know, that's, that's become the norm. Whereas when I was growing up, you know, like they're, they're obviously, not everyone can be good at everything, um, but... Yeah, these days it's like you, know, you, get a, you get a medal if you just compete in something, <laughs> whereas... I. You know, going back in time, you know, to to have that um, um, that drive as a kid to become first, you know, first, second, or third, <laughs> whereas yeah. now everyone gets a medal, and I think that's that's unfortunately dripped into society as a as a whole. Um, one of my biggest bugbears was during the COVID crisis. Was one of the biggest things that they found was just being unhealthy and obese mm. was one of the biggest precursors that you could have to be becoming violently ill and yet yeah. the um the governments um haven't made any steps to say hey guys you're you know as a society we're we've let ourselves go a little bit too much but their answer was just to punch some um some chemicals into our system yeah. you know and uh i think there's a better way and that's how they they treat mental health as well and i think it all comes back to the agenda or the idea of the fact that society or whoever it is but they push the idea that you're okay how you are and again controversial opinion but I don't think many people are okay how they are. That's not to say that everyone doesn't provide value, but if you're, even if you're 60 years old, you can always improve, which means that technically you're not okay how you are. Yeah, look, and I, I probably summarise that well with family and um, and friends when I describe my upbringing in a little country town. We were, um, uh, my parents were, were, were great parents, but um, we were quite frugal. Um, we lived in the housing commission house, um, you know, but there was always food on the table, and yet now I'm in a, a house of my own that the kitchen is as big as the whole house was um, <laughs> back then, and I'm I'm no happier now, and it's not an indictment on my life now. It was it was just back then. It was simple. It yeah. was um, come home from school, go fishing, go pig chasing, mm. um, yeah, go to football training or cricket training. Um, whereas now things are complicated with um, yeah business and and. Um, uh, bills, uh, etc., yeah. and yet I still believe I'm blessed. I've got one of the greatest lives I could imagine, and, and of anyone that I I know. But I still encounter um, 
you know, daily problems and daily mm. little um, internal dialogue that I, I guess isn't um, sometimes you know, the best. So I, I can only imagine what this for other people. A hundred percent. And that's an interesting point. I've had this conversation with a few people lately, but money and, and nice things obviously isn't the answer to happiness. And you could probably speak on this because you've got a beautiful house, cool cars, all that kind of shit. But if you're not happy when you're dead broke or you've got nothing around you, then chasing those materialistic things won't change that. What's your opinion on that? Yeah, I, I really believe that. I, I listened to um, an interview today actually between uh, the dynamic Mike Tyson and yeah. um, the the greatest heavyweight champion of the time at the moment in um, Tyson Fury. Mm. And uh, and he said, you know, he's a guy that's you know worth uh, north of $100 million at the moment you know, because of his, uh, his fights. And he said that, you know, we can... We can always just the watch, the car, the clothes, all those designer things will end up just in the trash when we're dead. Um, the the things that we can keep are the memories and the moments in time. And he yeah. said his moment in time was right there doing an interview with Mike Tyson. And um, they're the things that we can we can keep, um, and they are ours completely because they're they're ours every moment that we have with someone mm. like this one here with us doing this podcast. It's something that. No one else can take away from us, and yeah. it's something that will be um, will be there forever. Now, yeah. obviously, if we we get old and we lose our memory, we might <laughs> we might forget about it, but it'll still be there. It's still moment. there. Yeah, that's a good point. I I did a podcast on it. I think it ties in perfectly. Obviously, it's good to value nice things and chase you know cool things, but you should put more of your value on the things that are irreplaceable. So, like these moments, like family relationships, experiences, they're irreplaceable. The nice watch and all that shit, you can get another one. Yeah, look, I, I suppose um, maybe the midlife crisis um, scenario, but I've, I've put a lot more thought into that in recent years where I've been blessed. I've had um, I've had wonderful cars. I've had uh, wonderful watch collections. I've had um, – but sometimes when you spend your time with family, that's the most valuable thing that you can ever, ever have, but you yeah. only appreciate it sometimes – when you take a step back, mm. um, you know, in today's world with Instagram, etc., everyone's a billionaire and everyone's beautiful yeah. and everyone has um, has everything in order. But the reality is that's not that's not factual um, for for everyone. There's there's many people who are blessed, um, but yeah. money, if you're well um, based and well hinged, can be a, a really great tool to accentuate that lifestyle. Yeah. Um, but money as the forefront is not the um, is not the only thing that will will bring you happiness. Yeah, hundred percent. And that that's what I wanted to ask you. Is I obviously don't have much money. I'm probably at the broke end of the scale at the moment. But money, in my eyes, and this is just my opinion, looking forward, is more of a steroid for how you're currently feeling. Like if you're feeling fulfilled and on top of the world, and you get more money, then that's just going to accelerate that. But if you feel like shit and you don't enjoy your own company or appreciate the people around you, then getting more money will just enhance that. Yeah, it's a really it's it's a never-ending quandary because you often think about um, you know a little village that's in the in the middle of the Indian Ocean. There's there's one there in particular that they found recently that has had no contact with the outside yeah. world and yeah. um, the in the Seychelles, I think it is. The They're Shreds. the ones with the fucking spears that yeah. kill you so, if you get Seychelles. too close. Yeah. So you walk over there and try and teach them the Bible, they club you to death. Yeah. So, <laughs> but if you're um, in that position and how basic your life is, there's very little things that can complicate it. So yeah. the quandary is if, if they knew the lifestyle that we're living, they would want it. But 
we have an inert um, goal to become like them and be subsistence and live very basically. So we've got this quandary in life is that the people who want to be us, <laughs> we want to be them yeah. in, a, in a basic way. Um, like if, if you could go out to a, a property and live, you know, grow your vegetables, have no debt, have no, um, you know, no, no problems, no stress, that's very attractive to the majority of people. Mm. But the people living that life, they want they want to come to the city and, and have the fast cars, yeah. the, the the lifestyle. So I believe somewhere in the middle is a is a good balance. Um, yeah, you know, I'm not that keen to be walking around in a loincloth, um, you know, <laughs> uh, collecting you know, coconuts all day. I can um, even see you. <laughs> but but having the ability to um, have a good balance in in life and appreciate the good things, but also to appreciate the the basic things just like mm. running water a roof over your head um, good friends and family that's a very powerful um a very powerful root system to have at your base yeah that's a, that's a good point and to add on to it something i've been trying to do or like a mindset i've been trying to adopt is actually enjoy the shit things as well because i was thinking about what's the point of life i know i'm 22 and it's like what the fuck are you thinking about that <laughs> Love what, it. What, what's the point of living and i think it's to experience things and experience doesn't always have to be good or bad because at the end of the day the only thing that places weight on what's positive or negative is our emotional connection to it and so if you can look at the things that are subjectively shit for you but find enjoyment in that in a weird way well then essentially every every experience you have good or bad will be enjoyable yeah look i i agree um you know whatever those things that are enjoyable for you they don't have to cost money um, but mm. there are some things that will cost money. So it's it's reflective of, of what you get out of it. Like for me, one of the simplest pleasures that I have is actually going out to our, our property and just doing some maintenance work. So working with my hands. Yeah. Now, um, a few years ago, I was at the position where I was going to go and just put my hand up to one of my mates that's a concreter and say, hey, have you got any work part-time? Because I felt yeah. I'd gone through life for 20-odd years where I, I wasn't working with my hands and, and, yeah. and didn't feel um, as complete. Um, and then there's the times I've, I've been blessed with the other end of the spectrum where we spent, um, uh, Candice, my wife and I spent a month in the US uh, for Super Bowl 50 um, yeah. and had a, an amazing time. Now, unfortunately, that wasn't free. But both of those experiences give me very similar feelings of um, happiness um, and also the fact that the world is a is a good place. And one costs mm. nothing and one costs a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so both are, um, are brought together as, as one sometimes, but knowing how to balance that out. Because if you've got no money, sometimes your only goal is to try and get it. Yeah. And sometimes um, when you've got money, all your goal is to try and find happiness and you mm. keep spending your money. Lads, whether you're feeling stuck, you lack direction, you've got no motivation, or you just want to be a part of an incredibly supportive, uplifting, and powerful community of like-minded guys, look no further than the men's inner circle. It's our exclusive new group coaching program, which is literally designed to transform lives. For less than the cost of a pub meal and a beer, every single week we jump on a video call and we talk about topics ranging from mental health, self-development, self-awareness and mindset through to relationships, communication, goal setting, accountability and networking. 
So if you're serious about your personal growth and you want to become the best version of yourself alongside other guys who want to get the best versions out of their self, make sure you join the men's inner circle, www.bettermindsbody.com.au forward slash the men's inner circle. I'll leave a link in the show description and I hope to see every single one of you inside the men's inner circle. Yeah, it's an endless cycle, I suppose. And like just on that as well, like I went for a long run this morning, which sucked. Like I didn't enjoy it, but... And at the same time, I, I did enjoy it because like, like I said, if you can find some sort of enjoyment or thrill out of the really shit moments, then your whole life's going to be enjoyable and fulfilling. So I think it's if you can just look at life as an experience, not something that you always need to be happy within, then you'll probably be happy more. Yeah, look, absolutely. I mean, one of the, the best mantras that I think you can have is just to concentrate on the breath in front of you. You know, like whether that's um, when you're running and gasping for breath or whether you're sitting down and, and just trying to, to meditate. Um, the one thing we do have control of is our, is our, next, is our next breath. Mm. And that, that in itself is a, a gift um, and something that you, you, know, you really uh, shouldn't take for granted. But going outside your comfort zone, like um, things like recently, which uh, I know you're a mantra of as, as well, um, and I have been is, you know, with the cold showers, the ice baths, um, the sauna, um, yeah. those things, it's because we're not being hunted by saber-toothed tigers and woolly mammoths anymore, is that putting ourselves outside the comfort zone can actually give a, a wonderful return. Yeah. Um, the the dopamine levels, they, they say, that come from, um, you know, the cold showers and the ice baths in particular is akin to, you know, the high of a cocaine hit. Yeah. Um, and yet it's a hell of a lot cheaper um, and, it's a hell of a lot, and it's a hell of a lot better for you. So the, the people that are looking for those um, those little steps to try to improve themselves holistically, you know, and physically, um, we're finding those things now, which have been around for obviously thousands of years as, as humans, yeah. but a little bit of punishment can sometimes bring a, a wonderful um, positive influence you know, in, in your life. Yeah, um, 100%. And uh, I was thinking about this this morning on, on my run. I always have really good ideas on my run and then I forget about them. But if you live the life that you want to live now, so that might mean like going and partying or doing cocaine or all the fun shit, the things that you want to do right now, then you're going to create a life that you don't want to live in the future. But if you live a life that you don't want to live now, cold showers, work on your business, then you'll create a life that you do want to live in the future. Yeah, look, and that's... Um it's very wise, uh, wise words from a young man. Um, and you are right. I mean, the, the punishment that you can put yourself through in um, financial um, awareness is another is another thing. Because if you put in the hard work when you're young to save, um, the accumulative effect over a long period of time uh, can help you out into the future. Yeah. The problem is, is that obviously there's certain things that you need to sacrifice to be able to to do that. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, it's a, a balance, but definitely, yeah. If you can if you can punish yourself in certain aspects, is generally a, a light at the end of the tunnel, or that um, that little pot of gold. Just a case of trying to work out where it starts and where it finishes. Yeah, and by punish yourself, I don't mean go and eat a bunch of shitty food and not work out and be <laughs> fat like we were talking about <laughs> before. But yeah, if you can do the things that are. It's what Goggins talks about, the path of most resistance versus least resistance. Everyone wants to take the path of least resistance, which is doing the things that are comfortable. But if you can always take that path of most resistance where your brain's saying, no, I don't want to do that, I shouldn't do that, I don't need to, then that growth will compile over time exponentially. Look, yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's one of those things that uh, like 
recently I've, I've got quite routine with fasting and you've never known how amazing a steak can taste <laughs> yeah. until you haven't ate for 72 hours. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Um, but the health benefits that are associated with those things, it's something that really has only become um, popular from a, a medicinal purpose in the last few years because the research has been done. But yeah. who would know that actually limiting your calorie intake was actually going to make your life better, um, yeah. make you healthier and improve your, um, your mindset. Um, but the punishment halfway through it is insane. It's like, yeah. uh, um, but... Yeah, when you actually lay your hands on that first um, morsel after going through a period of time, the rewards to your salivary glands themselves, <laughs> um, yeah, is the is the thing that dreams are made of, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, I can imagine. And that another, this is tied into one of our, our last points, but something that has become a lot more prevalent since social media has taken off is a bunch of, I'm going to call them what they are, fuckwits, pretending to be something they're not, hiring a nice car, hiring a nice suit, all that shit, taking photos and then going back to their brokey lifestyle. Mm -hmm. For someone who's actually had those things for real, how important is it to actually build that character as opposed to faking it and then showing it off to everyone? Um, look, again, I was, I was blessed that I was born in a, a lifetime without social media and yeah. I, I come through and, you know, obviously there wasn't that platform to be able to, you know, showcase as many things, but I think there is a hell of a lot to be um, uh, proud of is to be a little bit introverted, you know, mm. sometimes um, not splashing things around be because, you know, half the time, if it's not for self um, enjoyment, well, you're only doing it for other people, which is uh, yeah. a, a pretty deathly um, poison chalice because if you're only doing it for others, and, and I have, I've personally have been down that path. A, a perfect example was, um, we always had a um, a goal to to buy a you know, high level European car, and mm. um, I, I bought a uh, an Aston Martin, which was um, you know uh, something that I, I sort of really tried to strive for. Um, but I sold it after doing eleven thousand kilometres um, because mm. the only real um, goal that I got out of it was when the wife and I went out for dinner and. You know, everyone was having a look at it and googling it. Um, whereas yeah. the actual drive of it, it's, it didn't really give me any real benefit apart from you know, get me from A to B, which any car can do. Yeah. Um, but I've got other friends that have got wonderful car collections that they're they're very much um, passionate about. But I didn't have that passion for for vehicles um, outside of what they can do for me. But I wanted to put put a line through that list, <laughs> and at least now I've I've gone through it. And I, I guess if if you don't do it, you'll never know whether it does give you a yeah. a passion. Yeah. Um, but there's plenty of guys out there that um, say that they love supercars, etc. But they're 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 not buying them; they're just borrowing them. <laughs> yeah, 100 percent. Same with the watches, the suits. Like, I think it's a pretty big thing over in Dubai. Like, you see people go over and they hire the nice apartment and they hire all the nice shit to take photos to fake this lifestyle on social media, so other people like them. But the other people were doing the same thing, and everyone knows it's a fucking facade. It's like, and it's a catch twenty two because you know, without um, like the the growth of things like OnlyFans, you know, for instance, <laughs> is that like there's a there is a certain element of, of fake it, you know, till you make it. So yeah. there is unfortunately sometimes a pathway, and it's only a small percentage because I mean the ones that 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 fake it um, and do make it is is reasonably limited. But because there has been the opportunity in this era for that. <laughs> Obviously, there are people who are going to try it, yeah. and um, that 
that is, yeah, if you did a, a survey, I guess it's only a, a limited number, but, you know, some of these um, uh, yeah, women in particular who have built platforms up from nothing, obviously they're, their acting ability um, on a, a day-to-day basis to try to get acting. a following um, has allowed them to have some sort of, um, we'll, we'll call it financial independence, but mm. with that has been bound a pretty horrible noose around their neck about what they've sure. had to do. Hundred oh, um, percent, and, and then the image that they create for themselves—that's that's another controversial topic we could dive into. Of course, it's just like <laughs> yeah, obviously um, the 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 uh, bloke who has the the lollipop man or lady at the school and they're smiling at if they're smiling that um at that lady when she comes in for drop the kids off you're pretty confident <laughs> he's, he's seen them somewhere 100 so. percent. and i um i've i've known and i'm not going to throw any names out obviously or or people but i've known people who have been involved in that industry and people who have been connected to people involved in that industry and I can't see any upside to it. I, I see girls out there who say, I do OnlyFans and I'm still a high value woman or a high quality woman. What are your thoughts on that? And this is this is controversial, but I have a lot of opinions around this. Yeah, look, it's a really, it's a tough one because um, it's such a a crazy thing to even be discussing that, that, that at the moment there yeah. is an industry that one of the greatest and the largest social media platforms on earth has allowed to happen. That yeah. in itself, okay. So we've got um, and yeah, the, the big conglomerates, I guess, are you know, Twitter, which um, we've got Elon Musk running these days. We've got Facebook, which is Meta, which is headed up by uh, yeah. Mark Zuckerberg. The offshoot, he's gone and bought um, Instagram, which is the you know the platform for for OnlyFans. But yeah. outside of that, you know, we've got um, you know Snapchat and. Um, yeah, there's some some other platforms, I suppose, that are, are trying to make a go of it. Obviously, TikTok is a is a big one these days. But yeah. to be, actually say that, essentially, um, Facebook has born Meta, which has now purchased Instagram. Now, which is now the greatest porn platform <laughs> on the, the on the planet, and it's something that has allowed businesses to be made out of that industry is is quite. Um, Hard to fathom, um, but the way that I'd always describe it is that the internet captures information for eternity. So yeah. if you ever think that you can escape it, <sighs> you're going to have to be comfortable with whatever you've done, whatever you've done it with, <laughs> whatever mm. you've done it for, for the rest of your life. And yep. if, you're, if you're young, fit, um, if you're going to look at getting into a wholesome marriage or um, you know, to have kids down the track, I don't see any upside to it. <laughs> no. But the attraction of the financial gain in the middle is a is a challenge. I could see that. But uh, I've got a few points on that. And that's that's a perfect example of people thinking, I just want results now. Like I want quick success, quick money. Because they're thinking, I'm just going to sell my body, sell my self-respect, my integrity, my future for a quick financial gain. And on the point you make about Facebook and Instagram being the biggest platform for that, isn't it funny how they've banned someone like Andrew Tate who's telling young guys to be physically strong, take care of women, be mentally strong, be respectful, honourable. They ban someone like that, but then there's women out there selling their body, selling their respect, their integrity and their honour, and Instagram and Facebook are pushing it. Yeah, it's a, I'd, I'd love to know the actual um, the revenue streams because like you, oh. know, you, you imagine these, these guys that are successful at it and they say they, they write... Hundred or two hundred thousand in a month, three hundred thousand dollars in a month. Mm. Well, 
you imagine the the percentage that's actually going back to Meta. Yeah. So they've created a monster now that they can't take back because with that ever evolving um, change, like you know, I, I can imagine that with um, TikTok, it's probably taken a huge amount of revenue away from from them from advertising spaces, etc. Mm. So for them to have a moral compass and say, okay, we're not going to have um, OnlyFans anymore, it, it could be. 20% of their business. It might be 25%. I'm yeah. not sure. But the, the platform would be, um, yeah, would be astronomically, it would be different if it wasn't there now. <laughs> yeah. And yet it's it's by no means a wholesome way of, um, it's not like they're, they're out there showing us how to um, grow carrots, is it? <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a different, it's a different acting than that, you know. Oh, so, yeah. Um, but no, I don't think that, I think the whole world is topsy-turvy because, like you said, um, people like the Tates get called misogynistic, they get called um, aggressive, passive-aggressive, etc. But the reality is it's only it's only a few decades ago that it, it was the norm as a, you know, as a man to have, have some, some front and some courage to yeah. stand up for what, you're, um, what you believe in, whereas now we're, we're belittled, um, unfortunately. And, and that's why I guess we're, we're doing podcasts like this to try to get it out there. That's it. And I think in a funny way, I never thought I'd say this, but the Tates and OnlyFans might, might actually tie into each other. If you think about it, they've banned the Tates who are suggesting guys think for themselves, they stop watching porn, they become disciplined, they work hard. And that's obviously going to take away from the revenue pool that they're going to generate through OnlyFans. If guys are you know, thinking for themselves and taking care of themselves and they're not buying women's OnlyFans, well then Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, they're going to lose money. And so it just shows you that they don't actually give a fuck about you. It's literally all to do with their power and their financial gain. Yeah, look, again, um, that's probably an ongoing subject um, over our next episodes that we'll talk about um, yeah. to the future. It's, it's a, you know, I, I do believe that there's a shift um, of you know, greater financial powers than, than you or I that are, are leading agendas mm. you know, right throughout our communities. Um, but you know, that breakdown in, in society... Um, you know, it, it's happening every day. You can see it that uh, relationships aren't aren't as valued as much. Um, and if things are, if governments allow things like OnlyFans on um, Instagram and have an issue with people who are pushing good health, um, you know, solid uh, attitudes, mm. solid attitudes around not only themselves but the people around them. If they've got an issue with that, well, there's there's definitely a bigger problem that we're encountering. And that's why we must continue to fight. Amen. <laughs> 100%, 100%. And you know what? It might sound stupid, but I hope my podcast does get fucking banned one day because it's a, <laughs> it's a good indication that we're doing the right thing. Yeah, look, it's um, uh, especially the, new, the next generation. I mean, the, the longer it goes when you've got you know, parents that have been suppressed and um, don't think that you know, certain things are um, a kosher because... Society tells them that it's not, and, and media tells them it's not. The next generation comes through, and you, yeah, things like the crime rate. I mean, you're predominantly um, uh, down in Victoria for you know most of your life. I've been in yeah. Queensland, and yet the juvenile crime is just a, a massive problem. And, mm. and look, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's uh, a one size fits all, but some um, boundaries for those kids, you know, and they kick up the ass occasionally probably would have went a long way towards them, you know, not running over. 80-year-old women, you know, <laughs> yeah. when they're crossing the street. Yeah, 100%. 100%, man. On our uh, list of topics we we're going to cover, we've covered a lot, but towards the end, you put bees on there. B 
bees. So do you want to talk to me about bees for a couple of minutes? <laughs> give me yeah. a fact check. Give me some insights. Talk to me about bees. Yeah. So um, uh, look, being in real estate for, for so long, I, I got to the point where I wanted to be, um, you know, like a little bit uh, more skilled in some other areas. So we've, we've gone into some different different things, coffee shops. Uh, my wife's got the beauty business. Um, we've got the farm out at Somerset where we do weddings and events. But Another business I bought was um, uh, an apiary, which is uh, a bunch of beehives, and uh, had a hundred at, at one stage. Um, we've got it down to about twenty-five now, um, and yeah, something I, I was always curious to to learn about. Um, in, really interesting creatures. Essentially, without them, we're we're um, we're screwed because they they play a massive part in pollination. Um, obviously, the the honey is the uh, the the end reward. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's a it's something that um, I suppose is a a cycle of life sort of um, scenario because the the bees that that we have are imported from Italy. In Australia, we we actually yeah. don't have any native um, pollinating bees. We've only got native bees, um, mm. which are stingless. Um, and right. the Italian bees um, are, are very popular because they've um, adapted really well to Australian conditions. They, they cause no harm to any of the native bees. Um, so, yeah, on, on perhaps if we um, if we do a, a getaway with some of the lads one day, I could um, we could chuck a few suits on and, and, uh, and show a little bit more about the process. But it's a, it's a very wholesome um, yeah. hobby. Um, love getting stung occasionally. Nothing better than a bloody bit of um, <laughs> a bit of a boost. I swear by it. To be honest, I, I think it's um, I think it's really really cleansing. Probably they've actually done some research recently into the the benefits of um, bee stings with cancer, um, right? Um, specifically um, breast cancer, um, and I believe don't quote me, but I, I believe it may be ovarian cancer as well um, in women. Um, right. But whenever I get stung, the next day I feel superhuman. Um, now, if you're allergic to bees, don't try that. Yeah, probably um, not. <laughs> but, uh, I was blessed the first time I ever, um, when I bought the the uh, the beehives um, and the property uh, that we owned, um, I got stung about 30 times the first time because there was a hole in my suit. So, <laughs> so I worked out pretty quickly that, number one, I wasn't allergic. Um, number two, I didn't particularly like that many bee stings. But... Um, <laughs> The, the next day, I actually, yeah, felt quite rejuvenated. So, I'll, I'll often, look, unfortunately, a, a bee sting, the, the bees die. Um, so, yeah. it's not something that you feel great about. <laughs> but, um, yeah, getting a sting, uh, for some reason, I think it probably hyperacts your uh, immune system. Um, so, I, I, I really believe that there's some yeah, medical, huh. medical credentials to that. So, the next time, we're going to bloody get you stung. Just, <laughs> hey? That's one of the most interesting facts I've ever learned. I wonder if in about 30 years, we'll see some bees on OnlyFans. <laughs> we, we might. I'll tell you what, that's not probably, I might go, that that might be the holistic approach to it. But it is a really interesting um, um, hobby. Um, you know, sometimes I'd be a little bit busy. I, I probably don't spend as much uh, time um yeah, with them, it's a great thing to do with a with a friend because it's a yeah, you know, whether it's a, just one beehive or whether it's um, yeah, larger numbers, it's uh, it's really rewarding. Um, something that you know I never thought that I'd have the opportunity to do, and you know, again, it's um, it's something you don't need a lot of money to to kickstart. I, I actually sold a, a hive recently for about three hundred fifty bucks. You know, so it's not a yeah. not a massive outlay, but really rewarding from a um, an emotional perspective, but also. Best tasting hunting around. That's what we got. Yeah. I tell you. No, that's epic, man. Awesome. Had an awesome chat. I'm looking forward to next week. So obviously this is going to become a segment. But thanks for today, man. Thanks, Nick. 
Have a good week, everyone. That's it, man. Thanks for listening to another installment of Man Talk on the Positive Masculinity Podcast. I hope and I trust that you've learned something valuable that will help you become not only the best, the most powerful, but the most fulfilled man you can possibly be. Now, as I said earlier, I've recently launched the most powerful men's network there is online called the Men's Inner Circle, where every single week we jump on a group video call with all of the guys involved. We discuss everything ranging from mental health, physical health, relationships and finances to nutrition, diet, sleep, communication, relationships and everything in between. So if you want to be a part of one of the most powerful and supportive men's networks there are, jump on to www.bettermindsbody.com.au forward slash the men's inner circle or you can just click the link in the show description. And the best part of all, it is literally cheaper than having a meal out at the pub once a week. So if you want to be a part of this network, hit that link and I can't wait to see you inside. Have a killer day, gents.